Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Unlock Show. I'm your host, Tracy Wilson. We are running a little bit late on today's show. As you guys know, we normally go live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Brisbane time. But this morning, our very special guest wasn't able to make it. So what I thought we would do is that I would just do a solo show. It's been a, it feels like forever since I've done a solo show, show all on my own. So I was thinking about, you know, what should I actually speak about? What should I share with you guys today? And as I was sitting here and thinking about, you know, what are the things that I could talk about? I've got a whole list of different topics that um, I could speak on. But this year has been a really, I want to say, interesting is probably... Yeah, I don't know if that's the right word, but interesting, challenging, um, real, one of those kind of years. And I know that as I've been speaking to lots of other people, they've been saying the same. So I don't know about you, but uh, I'm kind of going to be very, very happy to see 2022 uh, kiss that year goodbye and move into 2023. For some of you that have been listening to the show for some time, you might kind of have a bit of an idea as to why I've sort of felt that way over the last 12 months. Uh, my mum passed away at the beginning of the year, have had lots of um, family deaths over the last 12 months. So it's been, yeah, challenging to say the least, but also a huge amount of growth within um, this year. So hence the reason that I kind of call it interesting, challenging, sad, um, all of those things all wrapped into one. It has just been one of those real years. So as I was sitting here and thinking about what could I talk about, what would be a topic that would be really interesting to you guys? And given that I'm a huge advocate of people finding their voice and having the opportunity to speak about what you know about and being able to share that with other people, I thought it would be great for me to share with you how to become a better show host or podcast host, because I want as many of you guys to be sharing your knowledge, sharing your skills, your expertise with others through the use of your voice and using uh, that to your advantage, but also to the advantage of other people. Because as you share your challenges, your stories, what you know with others, it allows them to also pick up on what you know and be able to implement that to make their life a, you know, make their life better. So that being said, over the last couple of years, I've had numerous uh, shows. You guys know, go live every single week without doubt on a Wednesday. Sometimes we do two shows a week. So over the last couple of years, I have done I, over 200 shows. Um, and I had lost count of that until um, the very awesome Robin Helm, who helps behind the scenes. She does amazing, tireless work, uh, making sure that this show goes to air and it has amazing guests on it on the regular. And I cannot thank her enough for everything that she does behind the scenes. So she reminded me the other day, Trace, you've done over 200 of these shows. So over that period of time, I have learned a thing or two. And I thought as I sat here today and I jotted down some of the things that I have learned to help me become a better show host, um, that I would actually share them with you. So I jotted them all down. The reason I also wanted to talk about this, aside from the fact that, you know, I think you guys should also do your own show because I think it's an amazing way to be able to, um, you know, get your information out there. But also it's extremely therapeutic, believe it or not. Um, you know, it has really helped me through some tough times because you've got to switch on, you've got to do your thing, you've got to be upbeat and share, um, you know, share what you know 
in an upbeat way because people don't want to always hear something dreary and, um, you know, and, and not so uplifting. So that being said, like I mentioned, it's been a tough year. This sort of thing has really helped me to sometimes step outside my comfort zone, snap out of whatever situation I might be in and actually have to go live and uh, be here and be present for you guys. I've also been a guest on, I don't know, lost count, numerous other people's podcasts. So I wanted to share with you, I kind of sat down, gathered my thoughts and thought, what are, you know, if I were to come up with 10 things, what would those 10 things be that make a great show host? And I have had feedback time after time after time from the guests that I've had on the show. Um, they've all said, gosh, that was a great show. You're a really good show host. I don't want to you know, took my horn or anything like that, but you know, that's what they've said. And I and it got me thinking that I should actually be sharing some of the things that I do to help my guest feel really comfortable because I believe that that is the number one thing that makes for a great show or a not so great show. And it is my job or your job as a host to make your guest feel welcome. So if you think about it in the sense that you are hosting someone just like you are hosting a party, you don't want people to come to your party and for them not to have a great time, right? You don't want them to feel um, not worthy, that their information is um, not interesting. You actually want them to feel like, hey, this is a cool party. I really enjoyed it here. So that's the number one thing. And with that, when you do that for your guests, when you show up and you allow them to have a great time and that you're invested in what they're talking about, what happens is they share some amazing things that really do help to add value to your audience. So I always, always have that in mind. Um, and that always makes for that person to feel welcome. It's like you want to open up the, you know, your front door and you want to welcome them with open arms and say, great to see you. Thanks for joining me on the Unlock Show. And um, I'm really grateful that you are here. That is the first thing you want to do. So the next thing that I always make sure that I do is I actually research the person. So quite often, if you are having guests on your show, you'll find that they will give you probably most likely a one sheet. And that one sheet will have the topics that they speak about. And maybe it also has a list of questions that you could ask of them. And they're designed to help the show host get a bit of an understanding as to where they could take a show, what questions they could ask, so that the person who is being interviewed can be you know, I'm going to say somewhat prepared for the questions that are going to be thrown their way. But what I also see sometimes is that when hosts get something like that, they become very stiff and very regimented in the questions that they ask. They stick very much to the script. They ask this question. Then once the person's answered, they move on to the next question and the next question. And often when you're doing a show or a podcast in that manner, it can feel very rigid, very staged, and it doesn't have a lot of warmth or, um, you know, it, it doesn't feel as though the two people that are on the screen, if there's two or more, it doesn't feel as though they have a great level of connection. And that's one of the things that you want to do when you are creating a show, if you've got a guest on or you're co-hosting a show with somebody else, you want to make sure that both you and the other person that's on the screen actually have a level of connection because not only will that be heard, it will be felt in the things that you say and the way in which you act. So if you're doing a live show is going to come through and shine through in your body language. So you want to make sure um, that you do that. 
I always run with a loose guideline. So if somebody sends me, um, you know, their questions that they are prepared to ask, of course, I have them up. I have them on my screen. I'm usually running two screens and just over here, I've got all of those questions there. But do I ask them in order? Do I ask them very regimentedly? Um, if that's such a word, the answer is no. I have them there as a guide. They're there to help me if ever I get stuck with what I'm, what I want to talk about, or what I'm going to, uh, what question I'm going to ask next. More often than not, that doesn't happen. And here's why it doesn't happen. And this is one of the tips that I want to give you. You need to be present. You want to make sure that when you are with your guest. You are with your guest and you are with your audience, just like you would if you were having a dinner party at home. You're not just talking with one person, you know, uh, tied up in the corner. You are actually interacting and mingling with that person as well as including everybody else within the circle or whoever else is at your home during that dinner party. And you want to think about your audience in that same manner. They are there with you. You guys who are watching right now, you're here with me and you're here at, you know, for what of a what of a better kind of situation, we're at a dinner party. We're we're enjoying our time together, and that's what you want to do with your guests and with your audience. So, being present, listening a lot, and allowing your guests to speak. I often um, hear, you know, when I'm listening to other people's podcasts, the show host will butt in often and not allow the guest to continue to talk. Now, there's a fine line that you walk here, right? Because sometimes guests, they've got so much to say, they're so excited about things, and sometimes they can tend to you know, ramble on or, or go on about things. And I would say I get a bit excited too, and I can tend to do that. Um, so sometimes as a, a host, we have to just listen, and we use very specific things to say, you know, hey, just hold up a minute. I want to ask more questions about that. That's a really polite way of being able to get the guest to just slow down, maybe take a, a slight um, you know, detour in the conversation to help somebody get back on track. So often in my shows, you'll hear me say, oh, hey, hang on a minute. That was really great what you said there. I want to dive a little bit deeper there. Sometimes it's because I actually really do want to dive a little bit deeper there. Sometimes it's just to get us back on track and you know, get that person to, uh, to detour and start talking about something else. In, in terms of where we want the show to go. So like I mentioned, you've got that loose guideline. You know what you want to get out of your show. And often in my shows, um, and I know this is, this is the case with a lot of other people's podcasts too, is that we want to make sure that there's some kind of call to action or you know an outcome that you want your listeners to achieve. So in today's show, of course, I'm sharing these top tips. I'm hoping that you guys are right. You know, some of these things resonate with you. You can jot them down. And then when you are either being, when you're hosting somebody else on your live show or your podcast, that you can actually implement some of these into um, into the flow of your show too because I can tell you they make a massive massive difference the other is you know when you're asking questions so although I've talked a little bit about having a lineup of questions that you're going to ask when you're present and you're really listening Often what people are saying will allow you to create a jump off point or a, a point where you can ask a deeper question or ask more in terms of allowing that person to elaborate because sometimes they don't elaborate enough and you want to know more about it. That also en enables your or 
gets that person to feel as though you are actually listening, you're interested in what they're talking about, and it allows them to, as I said, it allows them to elaborate a bit more on what their specific um, subject or uh, their subject is, and it makes that person feel really, really comfortable. So there's certain things you want to do to get that person feel really comfortable, because sometimes, even though they're being a guest on your show, doesn't necessarily mean that they're always comfortable either talking or being in front of a camera. And so the more comfortable you can get your guests to feel, the better your show will operate. So let me just um, kind of elaborate or talk a little bit more about that. And it actually really starts before you even get the person on the show. So like I mentioned, I mentioned um, the amazing Robin Helm, who does a lot of work behind the scenes for my show and a number of other shows. And it actually starts with her. So whenever she's speaking with a potential guest, Robin's nature is that she's just very welcoming. She, you know, the language that she's using is is always to get that person to feel very comfortable before they even get on the show. So it's not just about you as the show host, it's about any team member that you have that's working with you to create an amazing show. So just make sure that they also have that same sort of philosophy that is that they want to take care of the people that are coming onto your show. So it starts with that. And then when the person joins your show, more often than not, I've got them behind the scenes before we even go live. And we're there for, you know, I ask people to be there for 10 minutes before we actually go live. Why do I do that? Why do I ask them to come 10 minutes before we go live and not just ask them to show up at 10, 10 o'clock sharp and just go? The reason for that is so that I can start to create a conversation with them build some rapport, create a connection, you know, do all of those things so that when we do go live, I get that person as comfortable as possible. Not only that, I'm getting myself as comfortable as possible because the more the, the more comfortable I am, the more I know about the person, the more of a connection that I can build, the better the show runs. And I cannot uh, stress that enough. So, if you are somebody who is being a host, then you want to make sure that your guest shows up nice and early and communicate that to them several times. And if you are being a guest on somebody else's show, make sure that you turn up early so that you can build rapport, that you can get comfortable and you can ask any questions you want before you go live, which brings me to the next thing. The next thing is after you've built some rapport, you've got to know them a little better, you've confirmed that the uh, the topic of the show is right, that they're comfortable in speaking about that. The other thing, and I've been guilty of sometimes forgetting to ask this question, is how to pronounce their name. It might sound a really silly and simple thing, but I cannot tell you. I've done this. I've, I've forgot to ask somebody how to pronounce their name. And then when I've gone live and I've gone to pronounce their name, I've totally butchered it. I've done it a couple of times and I and I am very, very conscious of it. And again, as you know, after doing this, you know, 200 odd times, you learn little things that, uh, you know, are really important to, to ask and to prepare for before you go live. That is probably one of the things you want to make sure that you do, because if they've got a 
given, you know, I've got a, I come from a different country to them, uh, maybe the accent is a little bit different, the way that we pronounce things is different, their names can come out very, very different to what, um, you know, to what they actually are. And as we know, our names are precious to us, we want to make sure that they are pronounced correctly. So note that down, ask the person how to pronounce their name, they will appreciate it, and you won't balls it up like, um, like I have in the past. So what else is there on my little list of things to do? Um, this is also in the preparation phase. Because I go live, there are certain things that when you're using a live studio that you do. For, for example, I may put the person on screen on their own uh, throughout the show. And I do that for a number of reasons. One, so that they get some showcase time. They're there. They're talking about some really important things. And because I take the, each of my shows and I chop them up, they usually end up at, to, in about 52 different bits and pieces that I can use for all sorts of uh, promotional activities and all of my social media accounts. I want them to have the opportunity to be able to share what they know all on their own on the big screen. Now, with that, um, they may think if you've done that, if you've put them on the screen like I am right now, and and uh, when I do that, I'm still here. I'm just down there uh, in the back office, letting them have their, their uh, time in the limelight. So, I have had a guest that went, oh, where'd she go? Um, you know, Tracy's disappeared and oh my God, now I've got to run the Unlock show all on my own. So it's really important that you share with them if you're going to do that um, so that they don't freak out, so that they know you're just down there, you can hear everything, you can chime in when you need to um, and you can be back on the screen in a jiffy. I always tell people that because I have had in the early days when I didn't have this little process so down pat I didn't tell somebody that and we had that little moment of oh my god she's disappeared and where's she gone and I'm on my own here and I'm freaking out so just make sure that you do that the other thing that's great about being able to put somebody else on the screen on their own is it gives you an opportunity to load up your next question so if you're struggling with something and you need to refer back to your notes instead of kind of looking over here and you know people seeing that you're looking elsewhere and it looks as if you're not really interested in what's going on you put that person on the big screen, that gives you some time to, you know, step away, nobody can see you, take a take a drink of your glass of water or whatever else you've got, beverage of your choice, and load up the next question. I mean, I can I use that tactic all the time uh, for those two purposes, to be able to take, you know, grab a glass of water or a drink and, um, and also to load up the next question. So important that you do that. The other is just sharing with the person before you go live exactly what's going to happen in the show, timings, how the questions will go. You know, if you're doing a... Um, um, if you if you're going to ask them very specific questions and you're going to one two three four five right you know right the way through to all of the questions that they've got, tell them that. Um, if you're going to sort of go with the flow and just ask questions as they come, tell them that too. Um, it it will mean that there are less surprises for them. The the least amount of surprises you could have for them, the better, because again, it makes for a very comfortable uh, show and it makes that person feel very comfortable in what's actually going on. Okay, now the chat room, or 
I call it behind the scenes, right? So this is the time that you have the person, the 10 minutes before you go live and the 10 minutes after um, the show, you want to make sure that you hang around. So after you've done your podcast, you know, don't just hang up and see you later. Thanks for coming uh, to that person. You want to hang around. You want to end your broadcast live to all of your audience. You want to stay behind the scenes. Why? Because you want to thank that person. You might want to talk a little bit more about what things came up in that show. You might want to talk about how you could help them, how they could help you, all sorts of amazing collaborations come out of uh, the conversations that I had before and after a show. I can't tell you how many times I've had somebody say, hey, we need to keep in touch or here, I want to give you this or would you like to be on my podcast or hey, you could really help me. All of those sorts of things come from the chatter that happens before and after the show. And again, throughout the show, you're building a lot of rapport. Again, the more comfortable you can make somebody feel, the more likely they are to want to continue to have a conversation with you. And that's what it's all about. And what you'll find is that you'll start to make some beautiful friendships all over the world by being able to just chat and talk with other people. And what I'm also going to say, I've talked a lot about making your guest feel comfortable, but this is probably the most important thing. This is the thing that makes your show continue. And it is the one thing that will mean that you will show up and do your show regardless, like a guest doesn't show up and you just continue to carry on. It means that you will be somebody whom has had the opportunity to host over 200 odd shows. You've heard me say before that most podcasters, they don't last more than six shows. They don't. That is the truth. If you go and have a look, there are millions and millions and millions of podcasts, but very few people have 20, 30, 50, 100, 200 odd shows. Very few people actually sit in that um, realm. So the thing that helps you to get to the point where you've had 200 plus odd shows is the fact that you have fun. If it's fun for you, you will continue to do it. If you see it as a chore and a pain in the butt and something that you have to do every single week, you're probably not going to last very long. It just will not be enjoyable. So whatever you do, make sure you have fun. And I want to end today's show on that note because, like I mentioned at the beginning of today's show, you know, podcasting and doing my live show has actually seen me through some really tough times. You probably wouldn't know it, um, but that's true because it really has allowed me to, you know, switch up your energy to be able to get on here, be present with you guys, to share whatever, sometimes whatever's on my mind uh, and, and just enjoy the process. And it has grown my confidence. It has connected me with hundreds of people all over the world, not just in my home my home uh, country, Australia, but everywhere all over the world. And I have had the opportunity to be able to listen to, share in other people's journeys and hear all the successful things that they have done, which has enabled me to go away and implement a lot of those things into my life and into, uh, into my business. And if you think about that, just that alone, that is thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of, you know, business um, strategy, tips, tools, resources that have been shared 
with me over the last couple of years. So I want to encourage everybody, like if you've got something, I, in fact, even if you think you've got nothing to share, I guarantee you, you have. And I guarantee you, you are not alone in whatever it is that you want to share. There will be somebody else out there who is going through a challenge, who is wanting to know something, wanting to know how to do something, and you most likely have the answer. And if you start to share that with other people, you will start to change the lives and change the world. And you'll start to live your life unlocked in, uh, in exactly the way that this show is designed to help you guys do. So that being said, you know, solo show today. So uh, I'm going to love yous and leave yous, but I hope that has helped. I don't know if there was probably 10, probably more tips that I've shared with you today about how to become a great host uh, and how to share your knowledge, your expertise with others all over the world. And if you want a little bit of a hand to do that, then reach out. I have a program. I help students inside of our program and we teach them how to do this on the regular and it is such a damn lot of fun. I love my students to bits and I love seeing them share their knowledge, their experience with other people. So have a fantastic rest of the week. I hope you guys are all gearing up to have an amazing Christmas. Um, for those of you, you know, I want to say today it was a little bit of, started out a little bit sad actually because I saw um one of my mentors actually passed away uh, today and, you know, I had a few tears in my eyes just thinking about what a huge amount of impact that he had had on uh, students within a program that I was doing and on his family and just a bunch of other things and just really made me think about how precious life is and how, you know, it really is short. You just never know. So go and live your life unlocked. Do everything you want to do. Don't stop. Don't procrastinate. Just get out there and get it done and have an amazing week. And I'll speak to you guys all again next week. Thanks for joining. And I'll see you again next Wednesday, 10 a.m. Brisbane time. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.